0: Human being, human being, walking in doubt from childhood on. Walking, a ledge of slippery stone in the world's woods, deep layered with wet leaves, rich or sad. On one side of the path, ecstasy, on the other, dull grief. Walking, the mind's imperial cities, roofed over alleys thoroughfares, wide boulevards that hold evening primrose of sky and steady calipers. Always the mind walking, working, stopping sometimes to kneel, in awe of beauty. Sometimes leaping, filled with the energy of delight, but never able to pass the wall, the wall of brick that crumbles and is replaced. Of twisted iron of rock the wall that speaks saying monotonously children and animals who cannot learn anything from suffering suffer are tortured die in incomprehension this human being each night nevertheless summoning with breath blown out of flame or hands touch and the lamp switch, darkness, silently utters, impelled as if by a need to cup the palms and drink from a river, the words, thanks, thanks for this day, a day of my life, and wonders, pulls up the blankets, looking into nowhere, always in doubt, and takes strange pleasure in having repeated, once more the childish formula, a pleasure in what is seemly, and drifts to sleep downstream on murmuring currents of doubt and praise, the wall shadowy that tomorrow will cast its own familiar chill, clear-cut shadow into the day's brilliance of being. I know this happiness is provisional, the looming presences, great suffering, great fear, withdraw only into peripheral vision, but ineluctable this shimmering of wind in the blue leaves, this flood of stillness, widening the lake of sky, this need to dance, this need to kneel, this mystery. the avowal. As swimmers dare to lie face to the sky, and water bears them, as hawks rest upon air, and air sustains them, so would I learn to attain free fall and float into creator spirit's deep embrace, knowing no effort earns. That all surrounding grace. The Holy One, blessed be He, wanders again, said Jacob. He is wandering and looks for a place where he can rest. Between the pages, a wren's feather, to mark what passage, blood, not dry. Beaded scarlet on dusty stones, a look of wonder. Barely perceived on a turning face. What? Who had they seen? Traces. Here's the cold inn, the wanderer passed it by, searching once more for a stable's warmth, a birthplace. I learned that her name was Proverb. And the secret names of all we meet, who lead us deeper into our labyrinth, of valleys and mountains, twisting valleys, and steeper mountains. Their hidden names are always like proverb, promises, rune, omen, fable, parable. Those we meet for only one crucial moment, gaze to gaze, or for years know and don't recognize, but of whom later a word sings back to us, as if from high among leaves, still near but beyond sight, drawing us from tree to tree towards the time and the unknown place where we shall know what it is to arrive. A Calvary Path Where the stone steps falter and come to an end, but the hillside rises yet more steeply, obtruded roots of the pines have braided themselves across the path to continue the zigzag staircase. In times past, the non-human, plants, animals, often with such gestures, intervened in our lives, or so our forebears believed when all lives were seen as traveling's forth of souls. One can perceive few come here now It's nothing special, not even very old, a naive piety, artless, narrow. And yet, this ladder of roots draws one onward, coaxing feet to become pilgrim feet, that climb, silenced by layers of fallen needles, but step by step held from sliding, up to the last cross of the Calvary candle moss. With certitude, Simeon opened ancient arms to infant light. Decades before the cross, the tomb and the new life, he knew new life. What depth of faith he drew on, turning illumined towards deep night. Agnus Dei. Given that lambs are infant sheep that sheep are afraid and foolish, and lack the means of self-protection. Having neither rage nor claws, venom nor cunning, what then is this lamb of God? This pretty creature vigorous to nuzzle at milky dogs, wool bearer, bleeder, leaper in air for delight of being, who finds in astonishment four legs to stand on the grass all it knows of the world with whom we would like to play whom we'd lead with ribbons but may not bring into our houses because it would soil the floor with its droppings what terror lies concealed in strangest words o lamb of god that taketh away the sins of the world in innocence smelling of ignorance born in bloody snowdrifts licked by forbearing dogs more intelligent than its entire flock put together God then encompassing all things is defenseless omnipotence has been tossed away reduced to a wisp of damp wool and we frightened, bored wanting only to sleep till catastrophe has raged clashed, seethed and gone by without us wanting then to awaken in quietude without remembrance of agony. We, who in shamefaced private hope, had looked to be plucked from fire and given a bliss we deserved for having imagined it. Is it implied that we must protect this perversely weak animal, whose muzzle's nudgings suppose there is milk to be found in us? Must hold to our icy hearts a shivering god so be it come rag of pungent quiverings dim star let's try if something human still can shield you spark of remote light flickering mind lord not you it is i who am absent at first belief was a joy i kept in secret stealing alone into sacred places a quick glance and away, and back circling. I have long since uttered your name, but now I elude your presence. I stop to think about you, and my mind at once, like a minnow, darts away. Darts into the shadows, into gleams that fret unceasing over the rivers purling and passing. Not for one second will myself hold still wanders anywhere, everywhere it can turn. Not you, it is I am absent. You are the stream, the fish, the light, the pulsing shadow, you the unchanging presence in whom all moves and changes. How can I focus my flickering, perceive at the fountain's heart the sapphire I know is there? On a theme by Thomas Merton. Adam, where are you? God's hands palpate darkness, the void that is Adam's inattention. His confused attention to everything, impassioned by multiplicity, his despair. Multiplicity, his despair, God's hands enacting blindness, like a child at a barbaric fairgrounds. Noise, lights, the violent odors. Adam fragments himself. The whirling rides. Fragmented Adam stares. God's hands unseen. The whirling rides dazzle. The lights blind him. Fragmented, he is not present to himself. God severs the void that is his absence. Standoff. Assail God's hearing with gull-screech knife-blades. Cozen the saints to plead our cause, claiming grace abounding. God crucified on the resolve not to displume our unused wings. Hears, nailed palms, cannot beat off the flames of insistent sound. Strident or plaintive, nor reach to a freedom. Nor would God renege our shoulders ache, the abyss keeps at us. When shall we dare to fly? On the mystery of the incarnation. It's when we face for a moment, the worst our kind can do, and shudder to know the taint in our own selves, that awe cracks the mind's shell and enters the heart. Not to a flower, not to a dolphin, To no innocent form, but to this creature vainly sure, it and no other is godlike. God, out of compassion for our ugly failure to evolve, entrusts, as guest, as brother, the word. Variation on a Theme by Rilke. All these images, said the old monk, closing the book, These inspired depictions are true. Yes, not one, Giotto's, Fenykes, Rembrandt's, Rualt's, how many others? Not one is a fancy, a willed fiction. Each of them shows us exactly the manifold countenance of the Holy One, blessed be he. The seraph buttress flying to support a cathedral's external walls, The shadowy ribs of the vaulted sanctuary aren't both and equally the form of a holy place. Whose windows' ruby and celestial sapphire can be seen only from inside, but then only when light enters from without. From the divine twilight, neither dark nor day blossoms the morning. Each, at work in his art, Perceived his neighbor. Thus the infinite plays, and in grace gives his clues to his mystery. Psalm Fragments. This clinging to a God for whom one does nothing, a loyalty without deeds. Tyrant God, cruel God, heartless God. God who permits the endless outrage we call history. Deaf God, blind God, idiot God, scapegoat God. Finally running out of accusations, we deny your existence. I don't forget that downhill street of spilled garbage and beat up cars. The gray faces looking up all color gone with the sun disconsolate prosaic twilight at midday, and the fear of blindness. It's harder to recall the relief when plain daylight returned, subtly, softly, without the fuss of trumpets, yet our faces had been upturned like those of gazers into a sky of angels at birth or ascension. Lord, a curl in thy gray gossamer hammock that swings by one elastic thread to thin twigs that could, that should break, but don't. I do nothing, I give you nothing, yet you hold me minute by minute from falling. Lord, you provide. Suspended. I'd grasped God's garment in the void, but my hand slipped on the rich silk of it. The everlasting arms my sister loved to remember must have upheld my leaden weight from falling, even so, for though I claw at empty air and feel nothing, no embrace, I have not plummeted. The Tide. Where is the giver to whom my gratitude rose? In this emptiness there seems no presence. How confidently the desires of God are spoken of, Perhaps God wants something different. Or nothing, nothing at all. Blue smoke from small peaceable hearths ascending without resistance in luminous evening air. Or eager mornings, waking as if to a song's call. Easily I can conjure a myriad images of faith, remote. They pass as I turn a page. Outlying houses and the train's rhythm slows, there's a signal box, people are taking their luggage down from the racks, then you wake and discover you have not left to begin the journey. Faith's a tide, it seems, ebbs and flows, responsive to action and inaction. Remain in stasis, blown sand, stings your face, anemones shrivel in rock pools no wave renews clean the littered beach clear the lines of a forming poem the waters flood inward dull stones again fulfill their glowing destinies and emptiness is a cup and holds the ocean in whom we live and move and have our being birds afloat in is current sacred breath no not breath of god it seems but god the air enveloping the whole globe of being it's we who breathe in out in the sacred leaves astir our wings rising ruffled but only the saints take flight we cower in cliff crevice or edge out gingerly on branches close to the nest. The wind marks the passage of holy ones riding that ocean of air. Slowly their wake reaches us, rocks us. But storm or still, numb or poised in attention, we inhale, exhale, inhale, encompassed, encompassed. The beginning of wisdom. You have brought me so far. I know so much. Names, verbs, images. My mind overflows a drawer that can't close. Unscathed among the tortured. Ignorant parchment, uninscribed. Light strokes only where a scribe tried out a pen. I am so small. A speck of dust moving across the huge world. The world, a speck of dust in the universe. Are you holding the universe? You hold on to my smallness. How do you grasp it? How does it not slip away? I know so little. You have brought me so far. Altars. again before your altar silent lord and hear the sound of rushing waters a dove's crooning not every temple serves as your resting place hear though today over the river's continuum, under the dove's soliloquy your hospitable silence again before thy altar silent lord thy presence is made known by untraced interventions like those legendary baskets filled with bread and wine, discovered at the door by someone at wit's end, returning home empty-handed after a day of looking for work. To live in the mercy of God. To lie back under the tallest, oldest trees, how far the stems rise, rise before ribs of shelter open, to live in the mercy of God, the complete sentence, too adequate, has no give. Ah, not comfort, stone, elbows of stony wood beneath lenient moss bed, and awe suddenly passing beyond itself, becomes a form of comfort, becomes the steady air you glide on, arms stretched like the wings of flying foxes. To hear the multiple silence of trees, the rainy forest depths of their listening. To float upheld as salt water would hold you once you dared. To live in the mercy of God. To feel vibrate the enraptured waterfall flinging itself unabating down and down to clenched fists of rock. Swiftness of plunge, hour after year after century. Oh, or are ah, uninterrupted, voice many stranded. To breathe spray, the smoke of it. Arcs of steel white foam, glissades of fugitive jade barely perceptible. Such passion, rage or joy. Thus, not mild, not temperate, God's love for the world. Vast flood of mercy, flung on resistance. Primary wonder. Days pass when I forget the mystery. Problems insoluble and problems offering their own ignored solutions jostle for my attention. They crowd its antechamber along with a host of diversions, my courtiers, wearing their colored clothes, caps and bells. And then, once more the quiet mystery is present to me, the throng's clamor recedes, the mystery that there is anything, anything at all, let alone cosmos, joy, memory, everything rather than void, and that, O Lord, creator, hallowed one, you still, hour by hour, sustain it. Part 2 Believers Poetics of Faith Straight to the point can ricochet unconvincing, circumlocution analogy Parables ambiguities provide context stepping stones most of the time, and then the lightning power amidst these indirections of plain unheralded miracle. For example, as if forgetting to prepare them, he simply walks on water towards them, casually, an impetuous impetuous Peter empowered, jumps from the boat and rushes on wave tip to meet him. A few steps anyway, till it occurs to him, I can't, this is preposterous, and Jesus has to grab him, tumble his weight back over the gunwale. Sustaining those light and swift steps was more than Peter could manage. Still, years later, his toes and insteps just before sleep would remember their passage. Saint Peter and the Angel. Delivered out of raw continual pain, smell of darkness, groans of those others to whom he was chained, unchained and led past the sleepers, door after door silently opening, out, and along the long street's majestic emptiness, under the moon, one hand on the angel's shoulder, one feeling the air before him, eyes open but fixed. And not till he saw the angel had left him, alone and free to resume the ecstatic, dangerous, worrisome roads of what he still had to do, not till then did he recognize this was no dream, more frightening than arrest, than being chained to his warders, he could hear his own footsteps suddenly. Had the angel's feet made any sound, he could not recall. No one had missed him, no one was in pursuit. He himself must be the key now to the next door, the next terrors of freedom and joy. Cadenon. All others talked as if talk were a dance. Clodhopper I, with clumsy feet, would break the gliding ring. Early I learned to hunch myself close by the door, and when the talk began, I'd wipe my mouth and wend, unnoticed, back to the barn to be with the warm beasts, dumb among body sounds of the simple ones. I'd see by a twist of lit rush the motes of gold moving from shadow to shadow, slow in the wake of deep untroubled sighs. The cows munched or stirred or were still. I was at home and lonely, both in good measure, until the sudden angel affrighted me, light effacing my feeble beam. A forest of torches, feathers of flame, sparks up flying. But the cows as before were calm. And nothing was burning. Nothing but I as that hand of fire, touched my lips and scorched my tongue and pulled my voice into the ring of the dance.